it was not an article that would usually draw my interest. But I was fascinated when I began to read about the process of regrowth, called regeneration. The woman writing said, We just moved into a new house. There was a sickly-looking tree in the backyard. I cut it down, but now there are little branches coming out of the ground in the area the tree used to be. As I read further, I found that it is indeed possible for a tree to be cut down to nothing but a stump and still grow back to its original state over time if watered properly and treated with care. To her surprise, the tree had completely grown back. This is the process of regeneration. All that's left is a stump, and God can bring forth a beautiful tree made new. The tree was indeed cut down, but it was not destroyed. It's no wonder that in Job chapter 14, it says, For there is hope of a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that the tender branch thereof will not cease. Well, guys, I'm so glad that you tuned into the Noteworthy Podcast today. I'm your host, Nathan French, and today we're going to talk about how God can work with what you have left. God has no problem working with stumps. He has no problem working with leftovers. There is hope for a tree if it's cut down. Guys, thanks for tuning in. This is going to be an incredible journey today. I'm excited to get to spend some time with you. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Let's go. Job was surely someone who had been cut down in life. He lost his wife, his children, his belongings, and his health. And Job looks at his situation, and he looks at all the things he's lost. And he looks at what little he has left, and he paints us a beautiful picture. Job 14 and 7, For there is hope of a tree, if it be cut down that it will sprout again, and that the tender branch thereof will not cease. You know, I'm reminded of this song, I'm pressed but not crushed, persecuted not abandoned, cut down but not destroyed. You know you've worshipped with some trading my sorrows and gotten down with your worship on that song every time you hear that line. Well, I came to remind you today that that you may be cut down and you may have lost some things through this season and be looking at the ashes of what's left. But Jesus gives beauty for ashes, strength for fear, and joy for mourning. You know, here we are in a season in our culture where so much is being stripped away. Um, sports were taken away, right? Camps were taken away for many states. Goodness, even 
gathering in church services was taken away for months, depending on which state you you were in. It's different situations per state, but we've all been affected by it, not just North America. The entire world has been affected by this pandemic and everything, and so much has been taken away. But you have to understand that God does his best work when things have been taken from us. God can create the most beautiful masterpiece of all time with leftovers. You've been able to understand that he's the God of what you've lost, but a lot of times we struggle to understand that he's the God of what's left. He's still Lord over the ashes. He's still Lord over the rubble. Just because the tree has been cut down doesn't mean the stump has to die because God works wonders with what we've got. Look with me in Proverbs 13 and 12. Hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but when desire cometh, it is a tree of life. And I'm trying to tell somebody that we're in a season of revival and uh, we've seen uh, God starting to weed out people that are not serious about the kingdom of God. And if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to just think about this prayerfully. You need to make sure that you are serious about the kingdom of God and the work of God, because I have witnessed God weeding people out and saying, listen, if you're not really in this, then I'm not going to use you. And I don't know about you, but I want to be, I want to be used by God. We're about to see branches. We're about to see greenery again. We're about to feel the cooling shade again of those that we thought were dead. But God says, there's still hope for a tree that's been cut down. Yes, we've lost some things. Yes, the year didn't go like we planned. Yes, uh, listen, I I have the privilege to serve on on the Georgia District Youth Committee. And we're so bummed that we couldn't have our youth camps in person this year. But we are still hosting uh, an online youth camp. And and listen, when life throws lemons at you, you have to make lemonade, right? You, we've all heard that old expression. You have to be willing to work with what God has given you and say, Lord, if this is what you've given me, then I'll be a good steward of it. You know, if I were preaching right now, I would tell you, somebody look at your neighbor and say what you've lost is painful. But what you have left is powerful. But since I'm not preaching, it's a podcast, you're just going to have to look at the chair next to you and just tell them. And you may be listening in headphones right now, but you're just going to have to tell them what you've lost is painful, but what you have left is powerful. Listen, I, I know we're having fun and that's the fun of a podcast, but I know there are some people listening right now that are hurting and I know You don't stand tall like you once did, but he's the God of what you have left. So you say, Nathan, what are you talking about? Well, let me show you the principle of the power of what's left. God uses what's left to demonstrate his power. Look with me at the story of the lad who gave five loaves and two fishes. The disciples were looking through the crowd of 5,000 people. They were all hungry and didn't know what to do. They didn't have enough money to feed them, and they didn't have the resources available to make this happen. But the Bible says there's a little boy who didn't have much, John 6 and 9. There is a lad here 
which have five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? There was a lad there who had a spirit that said, Jesus, I don't have much, but you can have what's left. I don't know how it will be enough, but it's all I've got. He's a God that can take crumbs and make a feast. And the Bible says that 5,000 were filled that day. But get this, this is my favorite part. Not only were they all filled, but they had leftovers. God specializes in leftovers. If it doesn't seem like it's enough, just give it to God and he'll work with that. God says, I can work with that. Just give me what you have. I know that you feel weak. I know you feel cut down, but there's hope for a tree when it's cut down. Listen, we're in a season of revival and the enemy has convinced us that we need to have everything together and perfect to see revival. Listen to me in the Holy Ghost right now. Not everything has to be perfect and in place for you to have revival. If you wait for everything to be in place, you will never have revival. Revival happens when somebody who doesn't have much gives it. Revival happens when a lad walks up with five loaves and two fish and says, it's not much. I don't see how you could feed everybody with this, but Jesus, you can have it. What we have left is good enough for revival. What we have left is good enough for a miracle. What we have left is good enough to to bring forth the power that it's going to take to see regeneration in this generation. You know, uh, when I was a much younger man, you know, now I'm <laughs> now I'm 29, but I I think I was maybe 20, maybe 19 or 20, and I I went to church that day, and uh, man, when I I'll be a little transparent here, but I was broke. I mean, when I say broke, I'm not talking like, oh, I'm going to have to not go to Starbucks that day. I mean, like, like really broke. <laughs> and so you, you know what I'm talking about. You've been there. And all I had left was just this little bit of money in my pocket. And I, I was in service. I'm getting my worship on, you know, I'm trading my sorrow, right? We're getting our worship on. And uh, it's powerful. And all of a sudden, the Lord speaks to me and says, whatever's in your pocket, I want you to put it in the offering. Um, excuse me, Lord, is, is that you? Yes. Yes, Nathan, I, I want you. I know it's all you have, but put it in the offering. And I'm like, Lord, is that you? Are you sure that's you? <laughs> you know how we do when God speaks to us. And he said, yeah, put it in. So I put it in the offering. It wasn't much, but it was all I had. And I'll never forget, God taught me something that day because when I was walking to my car, which that the car that didn't have any gas in it, by the way, I wasn't even 100% sure how I was going to get home. And I remember walking to the car and this man I had never met stopped me and said, hey, I know you don't know me and I don't know you, but I wanted to give you this and I just felt like the Lord wanted you to have it. And I looked down and he'd put a hundred dollar bill in my hand 
And that was so much more than what I had put in the offering. I walked out of the house of God with more than I came in with because I was willing to give what I had. Now, uh, you can look at that story and say, well, that that doesn't seem like it's going to help me. Apply it to your life. Whatever you have to give, and I'm not just talking about financially, I'm talking about your talent, your time, your resources, your abilities, and your finances, but that's not all I'm talking about here. Give it to God, and you're going to see revival happen in your city, because God works with whatever you've got left. He'll work with that. Two mites was all she had left. She was poor. She looked over and saw rich men casting their gifts into the treasury. She thought, I can never give as much as they give. But two mites was all she had left. So she cast what she had into the treasury. And in Luke 21 and 3 says, And he said, Of a truth I say unto thee, that this poor widow hath cast in more than they all. For all these have of their abundance cast in unto the offering of God. But she of her penury hath cast in all the living that she had. Don't tell me that God can't work with whatever you have. He's the God of what's left. What you've lost is painful. But what you have left is powerful in the hands of God. It's the principle of what's left. She gave more than the richest of men because there was power in giving all she had left. He said, I'll never be able to do it. Their army is just too big. I'm just a simple man, Lord. Are you sure I'm the man for the job? But God had chosen him. There were 10,000 men ready to fight against the Midianites, but God said, take your men down to the river and see who will really fight beside you. The Bible tells us that only 300 remained of the 10,000 to fight. Gideon thought, surely this can't be enough men, Lord. And God's thinking, all I need is what you have left. If you'll give me what's left, I'll make it work. And they defeated the enemy without even swinging one sword. Because God would rather have 300 devoted men than 10,000 lukewarm men. When it comes to the kingdom of God, God would rather work with a smaller number that is devoted. Just look at him. I mean, he chose 12. He chose 12 disciples and he got closest to them and made an impact on them. And the impact on that 12 changed the entire world. Don't tell me God can't work with what's left. It seemed there was no hope. They had been cut down. There was nothing but dry bones, a dead army. And God used Ezekiel to prophesy to the wind. If dry bones is all that's left with God, it's enough to raise up an exceeding great army. Most of us would look at dry bones and see a lifeless stump, but God looks at those bones and sees the power and potential of a tree that has hope even when it's cut down. You know, there are people listening to me right now, and 
The enemy's stolen some things from you and you think it's over. You've looked around in the ashes and you don't see anything useful. But God sees the ashes and says, that's all I need. You've lost things that you don't think you can live without. Maybe sin has taken things from you that you don't think God can restore. Your home isn't the same. Your life isn't the same. Cut down and it's not fair. But God is whispering, there is hope. I'm going to close with this. Matthew 5 and 30. This scripture always blows my mind. I want to share it with you. And if thy right hand offend thee, get this, cut it off and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. Jesus was saying to live for him, you may have to lose some things, but it's better to make it to heaven with what's left than spend eternity in hell with what you started with. If thy hand offends thee, Jesus says, cut it off. You may only have one hand left before it's done, but I'd rather have one hand in heaven than two hands in hell. God can work with what's left. For there is hope of a tree if it be cut down, yet through the scent of water it will bud and bring forth boughs like a plant. I don't know about you, but I smell the scent of water today because regeneration is happening. You know, I can't help but be reminded in closing of the most important tree of all, the tree that gave us all hope, the tree that Jesus carried up Calvary's hill, and they nailed him on that tree. They pierced his side. They put a crown of thorns on his head. But because of that tree, there's hope for all the others. Thank you, Jesus. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. I so enjoy getting to spend time with you every week. I do want to apologize uh, for being a little behind on the episodes lately. Um, I have the privilege of working with UPCI Youth Ministries and the Devote 365 podcast and... uh, in an attempt to keep up with all that and all of the other online ministries, you know, online ministry is through the roof right now um, because of everything that's going on. And I've been so sincerely trying to just keep up with everything. So guys, forgive me. I've been a little behind, but I'm excited to get to spend time with you every week. We are staying on a weekly format uh, in Jesus name. I wanted to take a quick second to give a shout out to a couple of people that left reviews on the podcast, and you guys have been so kind about leaving ratings and reviews. If you enjoy the show and you haven't, please go leave it a five-star review and leave it um, leave a comment there. Uh, it does help the podcast grow and get the word out. Let's see. I wanted to give a shout out here to Andrew Worley. He said, unbelievably helpful. If you're trying to get started with music ministries or are just here for a good laugh, you're in the right place. Thanks so much, Andrew. Shout out to Rachel Lavender. She said, if you want to impact the whole world, you must impact your immediate circle. Powerful. Rachel, I'm so glad that you enjoyed that episode. Thank you for listening. And then I wanted to give a shout out to Ricky Licious 29 says, I just started listening to the podcast today and finished Happy New Fear. 
truly impactful. It's got me so encouraged and reminds me to know that God is bigger than my fears. I can hear how genuine Brother Nathan is. Thank you, brother, for being Holy Ghost filled and allowing the Lord to speak through you. I recommend this podcast to everyone, especially young ministers. Thank you so much, Ricky. And you, you guys' kind words mean so much. And every time I think maybe I just don't know if I'm going to be able to squeeze this into the schedule or I feel like I'm just not going to be able to keep up with everything, your kind words just encourage me. Uh, to keep going in this ministry and and I plan to do so until I feel the Lord releasing me. I'm so thankful that God is using it in countries all over the world and homes all over the world and that's possible because of you guys not because of me. So thank you Jesus. Guys thanks for tuning into the show. Let's close out with the word of prayer. I know I need some prayer today and I want to pray over you. Lord in Jesus name I thank you for these listeners today. Lord I thank you Lord for the hope of that tree that When it's cut down, it will sprout again. Lord, I feel like I've been speaking to some people that are going through some trials today. I pray that you would minister to them. I pray that your arms would wrap around them and that you would go with them through their day. Lord, help them to start their day with devotion, as we've we've talked about so many times on this podcast. Help them to devote their first fruits to you today. And Lord, we know if they'll do that, you'll take everything that's left and you'll make it glorious and beautiful. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Guys, thanks for tuning into the Noteworthy Podcast. I love you all so much. We'll see you next week on the show. Be blessed. Have a great day.